0: So Florida State, did Florida State, yo man, this is you already know what it is, man. We're just gonna get straight to it. Um, did Florida State shocked me? Um yes and no. And I'm gonna tell you why Florida State did not shock me. Because typically a team of somebody was gonna lose to an FCS school. Cause the last two weeks, niggas been teasing it. You feel me? You know what I mean? Niggas, niggas have been dipping their toe into, into upset special attitudes. I don't know what's going on. So, Florida – so, if I go back to Monday night, right, number one, you're playing a game on the show. You're playing two games in one week, right? Um, I was telling my homeboy this other day, I said, McKenzie Milton or Milton McKenzie, whatever his name is, he came in on the game. He came in today day with no pressure, right? All he had to do was do his fucking thing, right? The young boy with the legs that was throwing on the picks, he was doing most of the heavy lifting. So McKinsey Milton went in there and the starter, behind a bad offensive line, and it looked like he got a little goddamn shaky while Florida State defense was trash. And we started with trash on Monday. So it's not that uh, I'm shocked. It's just kind of like, well, somebody was going to get burnt playing with these lower level teams. It just happened to be Florida State. Well, what about you? You know, um, Florida State
1: definitely was more surprising. But let's talk about what you said. A lot of these schools had some tough games against schools they were supposed to handle pretty easily. A let's lot. talk about Notre Dame snuck out of there with a win against O-O Toledo. You
0: last week.
1: Oh, you last week snuck out of there. Um, I mean, South Carolina. Who, I wasn't going to mention them because I don't know what the expectations for South Carolina are. So, South Carolina uh, should blow East Carolina out. You know what? Miami, is a shocker. Miami, Miami with App State was a, there is a shocker. There is a shocker that shocked the hell out of me when I woke up. This it is morning. shocked
0: the hell out of me. It, it, USC
1: and Stanford. USC and Stanford shocked the hell out of me because I thought USC was ready and I didn't think Stanford was ready. I didn't think Stanford was 42 points ready.
0: So yeah, I, that, that, that I, let, let me go back to the Miami. I was not shocked by the Miami because I'm gonna say app state is good. F State is ready for prime time,
1: they're ready for, the the for power five power five killers.
0: They're ready for power five. They, they recruit, they recruit exceptionally well. They get good players out of the transfer portal. They've been consistent for a long time. Like they, like like they recruit, recruit in North Carolina. Like they do very, very well. So I wasn't shocked about that. I, I just was, I you know, I I thought App was gonna pull that bitch out.
1: Well, no, no, the shock, the shock is uh, the shock really ain't App State because App State's been doing a thing for me. The shock is. Man, I thought Miami was gonna be. I thought Miami was gonna be better than this. I thought Derrick King and them offensively was gonna be better than this. I thought defensively was gonna be better than this. We keep hearing about the U coming back.
0: The U Can is I say here. this? Can I say this? Can I say this? I, I've Talk said this you. for a while, and nobody wants to listen to me. Miami is chasing ghosts from their past. Let it go. Ray Lewis is not walking through that fucking door. Goddamn, Sean Taylor. The, the, there's no Sean Taylor walking through those Miami doors. You feel me? There is no Clinton Portis walking through those Miami doors. Though, nigga, that almost was twenty years ago.
1: And nigga, nigga Dorsey that, nigga, is not coming back.
0: Ago. It, it was, was twenty years. Ago. It was twenty years ago. Damn, you've it's never it. seen no semblance of that Miami team. But we keep on going back to 2021, uh, 2001. Don't, it's, that's not Miami no more, man. Like Miami just needs to, they need to quit trying to find coaches that bring back the old you feel it and just go and get a good coach. And build Wait, look
1: what Oregon did, right? Oregon used to, the way Chip Kelly used to rec- recruit at yep. Oregon is like speed, speed, speed. This now, Mario Cristobal of Miami, nigga. Is up in Oregon and he's doing it a little bit different. Oregon, damn good. And, and Oregon is back, we think. So, you know, just you gotta adjust with the times. Maybe that old shit that y'all like to do it in Miami just don't the kids don't got it like that.
0: It may be that you don't even need that game to win in this ask, era. So Pete, ask yourself this question. What does your you you're actively in this recruiting shit, right? You're active in this recruiting shit. If you yeah. ask your son, what do you know about Miami? What is he gonna tell
1: you? Uh, he's a little bit different. He like he likes that old school Miami. He likes that. He, he
0: likes he... that old school Miami. But if he and his friends say, "Yo, what do y'all think about Miami?" They're like, eh, I guess. Okay, I
1: guess. No, Miami, Miami is uh, actually. I, I have to speak for the other kids around because for my son, Miami is a spot, but for other reasons as well as the school. But yeah, no. Nah, they Miami's a destination school because you know they like Miami, and you know they see all the success that's come out of Miami. But that's the selling point. That's it. You're not going to Miami with hopes and dreams of winning. You know.
0: what's the last time they put a nigga? What's the last time they put a a, a dude in NFL? Miami got some guys in the league right now. No. What's the last? But, but but remember when we were in like high a, school. Remember how many guys Miami were putting in the league? Yeah. It was Alabama-type shit. The problem now is Miami's
1: not winning their recruits, and neither is, neither is Florida State at this point in time. Actually, all of the Florida schools used to have dogs coming in and out. Um, I think the SEC in Florida is still a little more consistent with it because of the conference. But um, neither one of them three schools is really winning the Florida State like that. Them Florida kids is going up north to Clemson, going out to Texas, um going to Alabama, they're going to Georgia. Going, yep. They they get the they, fuck out of Florida. Florida kids are not staying. And that's the difference between you know the old you back in the day and the new you is the star study. I mean, look, Teddy Bridgewater was one of the top uh, quarterbacks in Florida. He didn't go to either one of them in state schools, he went to
0: Louisville. So they didn't want him. Um, so it's they it's, didn't want and, Teddy. They didn't want Teddy, they didn't want Lamar. Neither one of those wanted Lamar to play. It's on record. Florida State, Florida, fucking Miami did not want Lamar just to play quarterback. Barbara Trina said, yo, come on. Fucking I'll just play quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, right there. They want to play fucking quarterback. So, yeah,
1: so but yeah, all that to say, you can't ask me personally about Miami because Miami on a
0: wish list is in the top five. So unfortunately, you- I, I can't will come back when you go and you get somebody with no connection to the old you. You must get somebody that's going to make a new you. That's when you... Florida has been dead... I'm going to tell you what's what's been happening the last 20 years. Florida has been dead and came back and dead again and came back and dead again and came back. Florida State has been dead, came back, dead now but they will eventually come back. Miami has not come back yet. There's been and no research. There. There's been no research, and nobody wants to have the conversation that, yo, maybe we need to do something fucking different. Like, If they if they fire Manny Diaz, right, which is going to happen, because they're going to be unpleased with their Manny Diaz. It's already started. They're going to say, "So I want Ray Lewis to coach. No, you don't want fucking Ray Lewis to coach. You don't want that. Well, let's just let Dan Reese call the defensive plays. Okay, but, nigga, what is that doing with, like, with the now? Nothing. And, why, and what is, why, the money. Why, 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 let me say this one point. Let me say this one point. Why is Jerry King your quarterback? Why don't you, have, why don't you recruit one? Listen, oh, that's all. That's some, all I, I digress.
1: <laughs> some, some kids uh, are able to live up to the high. I think, you know, folks in Jerry King corner, seeing what he did at Houston, and was like, yo, we can go do this with the big boys. Um, in hindsight, you know, Houston's now in the Big 12. Maybe he might have wanted to, you know, still been there. But um, I say this to say, Miami is going to continue to do Miami shit until that money dies, until the power brokers with the old ties money dries up or the money goes to somebody else's trust because they're no longer with us. Because um, they, they're still chasing that old name. They still want that old name. And uh, unfortunately, the kids today can't deliver that to you the way you're trying no. to get them to deliver it for you. No. The kids play football at an incredibly high level, but they're not going to give you that Miami. You're going to get a whole lot of other shit that comes with the kids today trying to do that Miami shit. And most of them are... Most of them can't survive the collegiate schedule, right? So, um, yeah. I, Miami, you can come get my son. He wants to go there. He wants to go there. He's a three-star. He'll, he'll, he'll give you what you got right now. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, so, so my shocker yesterday was Oregon. I... I am severely shocked by Oregon. I'm shocked by the, Pac- you know, I'm shocked by the Pac-10 has had two impressive victories. UCLA beat LSU. And Oregon went to Ohio State and beat Ohio State. I thought Ryan Day would have coached his way out of that game. I didn't think Oregon was just going to turn up and keep turning up and not taking the foot off the fucking gas the way they did. So that's that's
1: the shocker for me. Yeah, no, it Ohio State was bound to lose a close game because you got a young quarterback, CJ Stroud. Um CJ Stroud and and uh I hate to bring him into this because I know you wanted to avoid CJ Stroud and DJ are uh DJ from close. I'm not even gonna try and pronounce the last name. Uh they are they got some hefty expectations on them because they're following up two of the, two of the top quarterbacks in his last class. That's true. That got drafted into NFL. So they got, uh, they got a lot of expectations on them. And, um, you know, Ohio state defensively is okay. You know, they got a young defense, which is, you know, for them playing the way they do in the next two or three years, you expect Ohio state to be pretty strong. Um, I think this is too early in the season, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I think it might be time for a quarterback change in Ohio State. The young fella just seems to make the mistake at the inopportune time. He's young. Maybe you let him work his way out of it, maybe you let him grow out of it. Two- now no P. You can't make no. Listen, you got a kid who is supposed to be class of 2022 who reclassed into the class of 2021 and Quinn Ewers, who, who might be like that. If he is ready to go at any point this
0: season, I will pull the trigger on that. All right, I'm Every, okay. So let, let me push back on that. These are the next four, five games, okay? Tulane, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana and then you go play your boy James Franklin on the on October 30th. You don't pull the trigger now. It gets records in Indiana. Rutgers, Maryland and
1: Indiana ain't no ain't no scrub teams. Those are challenges. So yeah, Toledo, Tulane, eh, maybe not. If he performs poorly in those games, if he's still making mistakes in those games that are causing the games to be close. Because Ohio State had a chance to win the game yesterday. They had a chance to go on a drive to win the game yesterday, and the young boy threw a pick.
0: So. You, but you got to let him play through that. Because this is my thing. He, I mean, he, he almost had 500 yards, three touchdowns with a goddamn pick, man. Come on. And they trailed the whole game. I mean, it didn't stop it. He got there. They gave him 35 fucking points. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you, in college football, once you make the decision, you got to ride with it. So if you go to the reclass dude, he got to fucking perform. You can't spend a block back. And you try to make a playoff push. I think the the easiest thing to do is just is go out the next three games, see, evaluate each game, go from there. Because I mean, you know, if you don't beat Penn State, you're probably going to lose the the your your conference, but you know, your your opportunity to go to the to the Big Ten championship. But as of right now, you don't have any Big Ten losses. You have nothing to lose.
1: Yeah, and I guess I guess with that, I I, I might be a little harsh on a young fella, but ultimately. I agree with you. Let's take these these next games are evaluation. That that quarterback spot is not a safe spot. If I'm Ryan Day, I'm not saying oh I'm just riding with CJ Stroud no matter what. No, I'm I'm looking at everything now because we got to be damn near perfect just to make it to the playoffs. Now we can't even win. We can't even win to Penn State. Wrong. Like we we gotta we gotta beat the brakes off. Listen, we can't even we can't even win to Maryland or Indiana wrong.
0: You gotta smoke, you, you gotta smoke, you gotta smoke everybody. You gotta smoke everybody. That's that, but that that's the game. That's just it is what it is with college football. You know, because come, I'm gonna be honest with you, if you beat Penn State, guess what happens? The rankings come out the first week of November. It all lines up. So you 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 gotta give the young boy opportunity. I don't feel like he lost. Not great. I didn't see the whole game, but you know, it's a new game. Oh yeah, it's a new game. It, you know, it. Maybe Ohio State just isn't as good as last year. Maybe Justin Fields with just that engine. Maybe they haven't been reloading. Could, could that just be the case? Um.
1: They are young defensively, and that's case by the last two games, they've given up 30 points. Um, offensively, man, I think they right where they always been. Uh, that old Chris Lave kid is like that. Um, what's the the uh, running back is is decent. I would tell you, I would tell you Ohio State yesterday ran into a buzzsaw. And yes. Verdell. That running back, listen, he went to Matter Day. I'm out here on the West Coast. He's been like that since high school. Like that's what he does. That's that's a that's a if running backs go in the first round and he continues his pace, that's a first round running back. Um and that's just the you know, that's just the physical nature that Mario Cristobal likes his team to play with, so there was no, there was no fancy nothing. They just ran the ball down Ohio State. Throat they made their plays throwing when they could, and um, defensively they made stops. They made stops that gave them the edge. Like I said, Ohio State never led in that game. I don't believe, and the final score was closer than the game actually was. Um, I think Ohio State made a last push to get it within a touchdown, but it was like a two touchdown. Two and a half touchdown game the entire day.
0: Uh, let me move on to something. You know that this uh, is kind of kind of bothering me. Um, man, no, look, look, yo, look. Recap the picks. H- how how do we do the picks last week?
1: All right, so we're gonna work on the college picks right
0: now because I picked Florida State. I know Florida state lost. oh we didn't we didn't pick that game we didn't pick that game. yeah we so, picked the,
1: it was, it was the first week oh the first week okay, so for week one for week one, I myself P Hardy went five and one okay uh Julius Rott went two and four
0: that in the first okay week. Right. two and four
1: in the first week. All
0: right, right? talk to me about this week. This week,
1: I went four and four on college picks. Julius Rock went four and four on college picks.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm 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 getting out the grades. I got a lot of work to do. I feel like I was getting cooked. With, you know, for a brief moment, I was getting cooked right now. But you know, goddamn USC, goddamn help me. Stanford held me down. Um. I want to talk about this subject. I'm, I'm a, so, Clemson played yesterday. Um, Clemson fans are panicking. And, you know, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday um, about this. You know, I, had, I talked to my other homeboy today about this as well. And Clemson fans, I think Clemson will finish 12-1, and right? I think they'll win the ACC this year. But it's not gonna be comfortable. It's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna remind me of 2017 with Kelly Bryant. It's gonna be a lot of defense, a lot of running the damn ball. A lot of inaccurate passes, right? But Clemson fans want the 2018 experience with Trevor Lawrence. That is what they want. And because you know, you have the defense, you have the running backs, you have the targets. Um, offensive line is young, and you're supposed to this, have this legit potential generational quarterback, and it just isn't working out. And I just need Clemson's fans to calm the hell down. It's okay. DJ is going to frustrate you, but we still have not given up a touchdown all yellow. In two days, we have not given up one touchdown. Not one. Three points. It's okay. Relax. Take a deep breath. Now, if we lose a game this year, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a full blown meltdown. Like you're going to see Clubs of fans jump out the entire window. If we don't, if we do lose a game and we don't go to the AC Championship and we go to a New Year's Day 6 0, it's okay. It's all right. We, I I think, you know, uh, I keep hearing that the championship window was closing. I don't believe the championship window was closing. I believe that everybody goes through a stint where you're just not in the playoffs. You have to to evolve. And once you evolve, things become a little, you kind of catch up. And then we said that last week,
1: Dabble to do some things that kind of evolve. Yeah, it's, it's less about dabble and more about everybody else wants to play football, too. Right? So, you know, I think that first of all, I'm glad I want Clemson fans to panic. I want you to understand fear in your heart. I want you to understand the possibility of losing. Almost everybody else in college outside of Alabama fans have to experience that. You shouldn't be any different. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, as a as a game I'm going I'm going pretty I'm going pretty easy on these, on the Clemson fans. You guys just aren't used to not having high level, well, what appears to be high level quarterback play. I think DJ might, after all is said and he might be on the bottom tier of quarterback play as far as the names that have come through Clemson once his career is done. But I still think there's going to be a lot of winning involved. With him there, at the school, um, you I just think- got to be used to a different type of quarterback. You know, this is this is more your pro style quarterback. All all your other quarterbacks can get jiggy athletically. He's he's outside of the mold, so you know it'll be interesting to see how they fit everything around him. How how we get used to watching Clemson operate without that type of quarterback in their system.
0: I, I think I think it. I think this is this is gonna be a very challenging year for Davos Sweeney. I think uh he's going to, I feel like after last year, because I cause I see it on online right now. I know uh the start running back, J. Dix, he only he got a few carries, right? And you know uh what kind of opened this little wound was he got in the fourth quarter and was by far the most productive running back by breaking a 10-yard run, right? Mm-hmm. So Linjay started the thing, started the game yesterday against South State. I think he didn't get into the fourth quarter. We got a, he, he got in the third quarter, the second with the twos and scored a scored a touchdown on a screen. And now fans are saying why you're not playing. And Dabo said he need to grow up. Now because Dabo has you know loosened off his social media policy, Linjay came out and said I'm a team player. Blah 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 blah. I think that. Dabo right now is the villain. He's the villain of college football. Everybody wants to see his downfall. So what he's going to have to do is he's going to have to figure out how to get everyone on board. Like you, we 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 go on, we're, we're going to have he's he's going to have to keep his emotions in check a little bit more than he's accustomed to. He's going to have to get players the fuck off social media. He's going to have to do different things to kind of get everybody back on board because this, it looks like it can, it like this thing, go, it, like it, can go, it can go two L's to max, or it can go, we make it to the playoffs. Like I think the ceiling for Clemson is we make it to the playoffs. We might win the first round. I don't know if we could be Alabama. You know what I mean? I, I don't know that. You know, but the other way it could go could go to New Year's Six or don't even make the ACC at all. But it's just all about how Dabo's going to get niggas in line. And I'm interested yes. in seeing who on this team is going to get niggas in line because I have not seen – I don't know if DJ has that in him to get everybody in line the way of Deshaun Watson or Taj Boyd and I guess even Trevor Lawrence got niggas in line. You know, I think that's, I think it's Dabo's
1: job. I mean, like you just went went through a whole scenario. Dabo basically doing what Nick Saban does to five stars every single year. Nick Saban, Nick Saban has dogs on the sideline, not even dressed out, or dogs on the sideline. You can't even find a helmet standing there looking sad. You just had, we just had one. Like last week, Alabama had one. Um, And Dabo's doing it now. I, you know, I'm not I'm not one to question coaches for the most part because you know we don't have everyday insight into yeah into what what's going on behind the scenes. We just see production and like, oh, he's producing, he should play. But Dabble's like, nah, y'all not seeing this thing's not going to class. He 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 arguing with teammates in practice. We got character issues. He got to sit. He's not gonna get his shine. That's really playing time, is the only carrot Dabble has over these kids to keep them in line. So Yes. You know, he gotta, he has to use what he has. So if he says the kid's immature, he's not ready yet. I understand that. So, you know, maybe he just got a young ass immature team and this year is gonna be tough.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I, well, I think that was like it needs a line. Um I think he oh, I'm gonna make this point and move on. My man told me we've gone to Hollywood. We've sold our souls for recruits. And it makes sense now. You know, when when you get in bed with these four stars and five stars and the best players in their classes, you sometimes have to ask Wiz. And I think that's something devil never had to do. I think now that he has to figure out how to continue to get these players while continuing to do what he does and produce. And I think this is going to be one of by far the hardest coaching jobs Davos would have to do this year, in my opinion. He got to basically figure out how to be Nick Saban. He's gonna to have to. He's gonna to have to because because everybody goes through it. You know, Saban ain't one. Hell, said the last with the last uh, for last year, Saban didn't make the playoffs that year. I mean,
1: heck, nope. Came back on Demon the next year.
0: Yeah, I mean it happens. It happens. He has to. He has to get niggas in line. That it is what it is. To get niggas in line. All right. Um. Let's get so to we'll it. All right. Uh, I'm installing, man. I've been stalling. I've been stalling. I've been stalling. Let me put my glasses on. A video was made on Friday. I Cam New. I did not want to watch that video. I did not want to watch that video because I felt like, come on, bro, have I not had enough? But around four o'clock, I watched it and I get where he's coming from. And it was a professional video. Have, have you seen it, P? No, I have
1: not seen it. I will not okay. watch it. I will the only video of Cam Newton that I will watch at this point forward is the retirement announcement. Why would you not watch the video? We we've been through this before. We've been through the black and whites. We've been through the gospel music in the gym. We've been through the animal in a cage saying all the right things, giving us hope, putting the needle back in our vein, giving us that dope. And then letting us down. I am not putting the needle back in my vein. I don't want to be anywhere around the drug. I have to completely abstain. It has to be removed. I'm not watching the video. I don't want an explanation that makes me be like, oh, yeah, he's right. He, we'll get another chance and we'll get a chance. To prove. No, I don't want that in my life anymore. So I'm not watching the video.
0: Is it because of what
1: Cam do? Is it because of the, of, of the thing that you're dealing with because of Cam do? It's, be, it's all of it. It's all it's because of Cam. I can't trust Cam to have my back anymore. I've had his back. He doesn't even know who I am. And I've had his back uh, uh, without question for the last
0: 11 to 12 years. I've had Cam lose back as well. I've went to war for Cam do several times. It's time, a I, was, I was defending Cam Newton he's defending his damn self. Yeah, i was talking about born child Cam. Cam. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot that comes with the Cam Newton experience, man. It's a whole lot. But, but when when Kip, cool. since you didn't see the video, he provided some insight about uh, he felt like the Patriots were moving towards the Mac anyway. He felt he was going to get released anyway. Um, they gave him clearance to go t- to uh, a specialist. Um, what else happened? Um, right, so let, let met- me let
1: me stop you Let me stop you real quick. Let me stop okay. you real quick.
0: Okay. He says he felt like
1: the Patriots were leaning towards Matt Jones, anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. We all agree. Ken Newton played fairly decently in the preseason, right? Yes, very well. It's also fair to state that Matt Jones played fairly decently in the preseason, right? Yes. Cam, you just didn't do enough to be the clear starter.
0: Did you feel that Mac Jones won the job for him, though? What you saw from Cam Newton and what you saw from Mac Jones, even though you saw a small sample size of Cam Newton and you saw more of Mac Jones, did you feel like Mac Jones did everything to to be Cam Newton, or do you feel like this was a decision that said, "You know what, I'm Bill Belichick. I can't go into the season with this. I got to I got to do something."
1: I, I'm gonna give the listeners a little insight into our personal life. We got it. We got a group chat, and in the yes. group chat, what what did I say? I said Aaron Rodgers would not have left any doubt on the table, right? Aaron Rodgers would have ticked that quarterback battle and Jordan Love would would look like the backup. Jordan Love could play lights out. Whatever Jordan Love did, Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and do three times better. So there's no doubt. If we remove Cam Newton's name from the quarterback battle and we just look at it for what it is, a, a veteran that came in and played well. A young guy that came in and played just as well and gave you an idea that he could content he could sustain that success. Nine times out of ten, you're going to go with the young guy if the old guy looks the same or looks close enough to the young guy. True or false?
0: In some scenarios, you go with the older guy to see if the older guy can lose the job. That's where I'm at. Most scenarios, you go with the older guy to see if the young guy can you cuz you go into the week one with it is just the only thing about this is the only thing about this is from a media perspective if the guy was not cam newton in new england the whole spectacle was about cuz if, if, if we just take it a, a, a if we just take it a step further the media has been Eating well off of this quarterback controversy because Cam Newton moves the needle. Slandering Cam Newton moves the needle, bro. This the fact that you know, and then a lot of people that that want that were raving about Mac Jones. They were just fucking swinging that axe first because everybody wants to be proven like they're the smartest guy in the room, correct? If right. it was any other quarterback there, nobody would just be like, okay, let's see if you lose the job. If it was Jimmy G there, right, and he had the year Cam had, and he was like, okay, let's just see. Let's just go into the season. Let's see let's see if we lose a job. That's what would happen. It's just, it's Cam Newton. Everybody has this thing in their mind where they just want Cam. It, I, I think, was, to me, I've always said this. They want to shit on Cam for the clout, for the outrage, for the backlash, for the clicks. They didn't necessarily want Cam to get released. If you look the day Cam got released, the next thing you, you saw was the narrative change where, well, uh, I, I I think he'll be a good backup here. I think he's a former MVP, blah, 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 blah. It, it's, like, it's like you kind of want, even though it's been a full week, they still been talking about Colin Cowherd, been talking about Cam four days out of five days, and he got released.
1: Listen, but that's what Cam does to you, man. He puts you in a bad relationship. He, he does. doesn't treat you right. He don't treat you right. But then when he walks out the door, you're like, damn. Uh, damn, he, he really does do all this, that, and the third. Then when he come back, he treats you bad again. And it's just a toxic relationship.
0: I don't. So, yeah, you have a different perspective. I feel like, I've said this before, I did not want Tim to go to New England to begin with. I wanted him to be a backup last year. I wanted him to go to the Kansas City. I want him to go to Buffalo. I want him to go someplace where the next office coordinator who's going to go get a job. And then if I need a bridge quarterback, I take Cam with me. That's what I wanted. He took it, my my only fault with Cam was you took your ass to New England and you know what it was. I don't have any. I don't have any pity for Cam for going to New England because every you had to know what it was. You know the history. You know your father with Bay, Brady. You know the meeting. You know every single thing. But you went up in there. You went up in there with those lack of weapons. And, you know, it it, it was what it was. Why did he do that? Because he didn't have an option. He didn't have another opportunity.
1: Let me tell you, he could have sat out like Deshaun Watson said now. He didn't have to sign. He signed to New England for the sole intent purpose of being like, oh, I know I'm lit. I know Bill is yes. lit. We're going to go in here and we're going to make it lit together. And then it's going to be undeniable. So he took that job because he wanted to prove something to everybody. Like, oh, if you put me with good coaching, I can do whatever I want. And he failed. He gave us a – he he did what – well, I, he failed in, because he's out of the league. But he did what he has done his entire career. is He left us with more question marks around what ifs. All in Carolina, what if? What if they would have protected him better? What if they would have gave him some weapons? What if this? What, and then in New England now, so what if? What if he didn't get coached? Let me ask you this. What if he had
0: weapons? What if he let, got a chance let to let start over that Jones? Let me ask you this. If Cam didn't go there and then roll with Jed Stidham, what would have happened? Same thing would have happened, or if not worse. No, uh, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't.
1: What would have happened? I mean, as far as what New England would have accomplished, or what would have happened with Cam? What would have happened with New England? What
0: would New England record?
1: New England would have still been seven and nine.
0: Them niggas would have won two wins. They would have nah, had I'm wins. not giving them two wins.
1: They, they won would have every have game had they were supposed wins. to win.
0: You know why they would have had two wins? Because Belichick jumped out the fucking window and said, Yo, what you trying to do? He, Belichick, I don't, can, can we, let's have real conversation here, bro. And, I, and I'm not being a Cam fan. I'm being an object. I'm being objective right now. Belichick saw Tom go to there, and he saw. Hold on, wait a fucking minute. No, and he heard the rumblings about Tom trying to get a B. And magically, Gronk want to go back. He said, oh hell no. I, I can't go out like this. And he just going about looking about shit. He said, "Man, fuck this. I gotta do something." And he when he called. Fucking Cam, he could have called a lot of people, but he called Cam. You know why? Because he felt like he would have, with all these fucking opt outs that he had, he said, "You know what? I'm going to be competitive." He, if he felt like he would have won seven games with Jared Stidham, he would have kept with Jared Stidham. He would have kept Brian Horror. but he knew it. He just had he wanted to be competitive because Tom Brady was out there shaking fucking trees.
1: Am I lying? Well, I, here's the thing. I said he would have went 7-9 because I believe if Cam, if Cam was not Im- impacted by COVID, if Cam was not impacted by COVID, they lose against Seattle still on that last second, right? They lose against the Bills with the fumble. Um, realistically, you're looking, at the, you're looking at, well, you're looking at a Patriots team with Cam Newton that could have easily been Three and one, four and one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With no COVID, with no COVID, you easily beat who? Who did they lose to? They shouldn't have lost to if uh, when Cam was out with COVID. Um, I can't remember. Jeez. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Chiefs, They and they almost won that game, right? That was a game. Yep. That was a winnable game. Yes. So you're telling me, the way Cam was performing, even though he wasn't throwing touchdowns, that team was being guided. That team. Would have finished better than 7-9 and nine if Cam doesn't get COVID. I, team, I believe that team would have
0: finished. Bill they would have Belichick been a team. does an outstanding job against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. He's always done a good job against Andy Reid. That has been his MO. He's always going to coach up for Andy Reid. You don't have Cam Newton, you're going to lose to fucking uh, Baltimore. You don't have Cam Nugent, you're going to lose to the Jets twice. You know what I mean? So, That's my whole thing is the games
1: that they won are the games that they would have won regardless because it just appeared. So I, you know, maybe they lose two more games. Maybe they go five and eleven last year. They go they three one team. They're three
0: one so. team. They're three one team. They could have been a nine one team if Cam didn't, you know, if if they didn't call quarterback power on the fucking goal line against Seattle, or if he didn't fumble against the Bills. They they could have been a nine one team, but you're not in that position if you do not go get him because Bill Belichick believed that he wouldn't win. He wouldn't win a him. He wouldn't win signed him. He didn't want to go. He, Bill Belichick didn't want to fucking tank and look like a fucking loser. Why Tom Brady was cooking everybody else. He did not want that. That was strictly about Tom Brady. And he looked up and got himself in a position where he could get himself a quarterback that said, okay, I'm good with this. Because Belichick was already, when he signed Cam, he knew what he was getting. This was a mutual relationship. He went and read up. If it worked out, he was going to keep it. If it didn't work out, he was going to move it. Cam knew what he was going to do when he walked to England. Bill Belichick wanted that motherfucker just as bad as Cam wanted to prove his damn self. You can't use that Chiefs game that Bill always coaches well again to say that the whole season. Because if that was the case, Bill would have fucking stuck with Stidham. Been sorry as fuck and went and got himself Trevor or fucking Fields or anything he wanted. Because he was trying to trade up to get one of those motherfuckers.
1: Let's be honest. I, I disagree with your take on why Bill got Cam. Bill got Cam for the simple fact that there was value. Cam didn't sign no mega deal. If Cam was looking – if Cam wanted to get the deal that he, he had on the table with Carolina – Bill could
0: have been signed Cam.
1: Bill Bill wasn't signing Cam for no $18 million, no $20 Bill,
0: Bill could have been signed Cam for a, a million. What did Bill sign Cam for? For seven? He on signed one Cam. Year, he signed. Cam. I'm talking about the first year Bill signed Cam for $1 million, correct? Last year, correct? Some wild. After it was half ridiculously no-no. I'm
1: saying If Cam wanted that $20 million, Bill's not signing him. Cam no. didn't have no choice. Cam didn't have no choice. So, of course, it made sense for Bill to make an offer. Cam could have said no. Bill didn't have to offer man you, you'd be silly not to offer when there's
0: value you don't have but but you you said sir that patriot uh, patriots would have done that with or without cam it would have been seven games with or without cam right but i guarantee bill belichick could have offered cam that money as soon as he got released but he went and he assumed that stiddle was something that he was not and he saw all these opt-outs. He said, I'm not about to be out. It's 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 like if you look at the timeline, he don't want to be out there looking like a hoe. He don't want the narrative to be that hey, I'm I, I, I'm just out here winning, I'm barely winning a fucking games while Brady's smoking these. At least if he has Cam Newton out there, he at least has a competitive chance. And he is not gonna be looked at as a fucking villain. He has a goddamn lightning rod. Now, you know, it's all Bill. It is what it is. It's all Bill. Uh, another thing I want I want to I want to swing into was I don't like your characterization of Cam Newton as a failure. I don't think Cam's a failure. I don't think he I don't think he is a elite quarterback. But I don't look at him as a favorite, and I don't feel like he set black quarterbacks back at all—not one bit. I
1: let me let me just counter this before we'll, we'll dive into the conversation because okay. like, I want to have the conversation. Okay. Do you? And again, this is this is the you know outside the outside the pod bringing in personal personal ideas and personal mm-hmm. you know a little bit. Of, Mm-hmm. Is, Chris Paul, is Chris Paul a failure? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. Chris, Chris Paul's Paul is a of Hall famous. of Famer. Just like Camilla Anthony, he's a Hall of Famer. Just like what? Russell Westbrook. They're fucking Hall of Famers. Does, everybody feel, Does huh? everybody feel that way? Does everybody feel that way? Listen, I have consensus? personal reasons why I slander Chris Paul. I have personal <laughs> reasons why I slander Chris Paul because I don't feel like Chris Paul gets held accountable like everyone else. He doesn't get the Carmelo Anthony treatment, even though Carmelo's a Hall of Famer. That is totally different.
1: Chris Paul's a Hall of mean. Fame. Okay, well, okay, okay, well, then we agree on that. That. Here's here's what I say about Ken. Okay. If you and this is just comparative dog. Okay. New young quarterback comes in, getting draft ready. He's in college. He's getting draft ready. And they wanna they wanna high praise him. They want to high praise him. I say, oh, he reminds you of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he reminds you of Pat Mahomes. That's unanimously spoken of as a positive trait. You want to have the traits those guys have. If somebody says, and this is on the completely other end of the spectrum, but if Mm -hmm. somebody says, oh, this guy reminds you of Ryan Leaf. Oh, this guy reminds you of of Jamarcus Russell. Mm -hmm. That's unanimously thought of as a negative trait. You don't want to have anything in your game that resembles any of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. I personally believe Cam Newton falls in the middle of those two conversations. He can either be an Aaron Rodgers or he can be a Ryan Leaf. And then Cam Newton's in the middle. And we don't know which way that goes. They could say, oh, they, he's a Cam Newton. And they could be talking about his his proto- his, his non-prototypical QB athletic body build, where he's 6'5", 260 pounds and will run you the fuck over. Or they could say, oh... He, he's an athletic freak with inconsistencies in his passing game, which is true. Cam's had that on him since the, mo- the, the moment he came in the league. He's an inconsistent yes. passer, and it bore out. We don't know which way that comment's going to go. We're going to need clarity. We're going to need context. I hate that we have to have context around Cam Newton's name because he is great. He should be spoken of as, right. you know, we shouldn't have to guess. We shouldn't have to hear the rest of the conversation. As soon as you hear Cam Newton, you should be great.
0: But you, you have to put context around Cam. The Okay, so I get what you're saying. But you have to put context around Cam Newton because people take it. Uh, everybody has personal agendas against Cam Newton. That has nothing to do with this football play. They just intertwine it into the football play. So if I don't like Cam Newton, I say, I, I, I've, heard this, I've heard this comment a thousand times. Cam Newton's not serious about the look how you dress. I don't like how you dress. And I said, like, how do you know that? How can you prove that? You just don't like how you dress. You just don't like, it, it, you, just, you don't like him. You know what I mean? Cam Newton was never liked even in college. Like, remember the Scam Newton shit? Yeah. That he's just—he's just—he's a, a, just an unlikable person. Him, Listen, fam. Baker I, Mayfield It's that Mova quarterback they just don't fucking like, no matter what. Real
1: quick, I want to go down memory lane because I have been abused. I have literally been abused being a Cam Newton uh-huh. fan. It, Me, I, I, I so I'm, as well. I'm in Indianapolis in 2011. I'm doing my thing uh-huh. in Indianapolis. I'm a I'm a lifelong Panthers fan but I find myself in the throes of, you know, working with the Colts, all this great stuff. It's 2011. It's Cam's rookie season. They go to Indianapolis to play. This particular game just so happens that it is the induction of Marvin Harrison into the Colts' ring of honor. In 2011, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison gets inducted into the Colts' ring of honor. Oh, in the game, the Panthers are visiting. Fam, do you know that I had a fan with a Marvin Harrison jersey on, tell me, Cam Newton is a bad person. Everybody in their mama knows what Marvin Harrison is into in his free personal time.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: The complete audacity to tell me that Marvin oh, you, you Harrison, broke up,
0: bro. You broke bro- up, bro. Oh, my fault. You have to edit. You have to edit that part out. But keep going. All uh, right.
1: I had Colts fans telling me, "Scam Newton, this. He's a bad person. Low character." They all had Marvin Harrison jerseys on. I looked at him. And I say, I can't talk bad about the employer. I can't say anything about the horseshoe while I'm there. But in my mind, I'm just like, this dude that's going in your ring of honor is a, is a killer. So that's just the type of hate, the type of, the type of stuff that Cam Newton's put me through. He's been hated, he's been so polarizing that people who, who associate with known killers feel like they can speak on this man's name. I need to get out of this abusive relationship. It's not healthy.
0: Okay, so, all right. Let's take it a step further. All right, Marvin Harrison, right? Look at Marvin Harris, Harrison, right? Quiet, reserve, doesn't say anything, right? Cam Newton, flashy, loud, happy, black man. It's it's other shit. There's so all, all you Marvin. gotta do
1: is be quiet, and you can get away with murder. Yes!
0: <laughs> yes, bro! Yes! 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 Sam, Sam. I don't like the this he dressy. He's a got, terrible I, I person. I got something for you. I got something for you. I got something for you. Remember Donovan McNabb? Do you know when Donovan McNabb start getting like braids and shit? That's a motherfucker start wanting his ass out of Philly. you need to go through the timeline of the black quarterback bro i i think a lot like this is my this is my thing i defend the black quarterback because a lot of times the black quarterback narrative is other shit comes into it we if i I, it is at this point is i have to defend the quarterback because if i let if i let cam shit slide then you're gonna get into lamar then you're gonna get to russell because it's getting to russell next Russell the next one I saw it last offseason. I saw this past offseason. He's gonna be the next one. He's gonna be the next one. It's gonna to get the to Kyler. Then it's gonna get you sorry, start with Fields. So it's a spectrum. So I feel like somebody like Cam Newton, you know, you're gonna appreciate his career when he's not when he's not there anymore. When he's not in a line night, when nobody, and, and I don't have a problem with him coming out, speak pushing back against narratives that he Mac taught in the playbook. Or narratives that no, oh, that was um, a flat out lie. That was, that, that that was, was a flat, flat out, out rob and nobody's called Rob, whatever the fuck his name out about it. That. that was a flat out lie. Um, you see the narrative about him ID in the mic. You see that narrative coming? Well, he did that, that himself. Didn't Kanye yeah, do that himself? He said it, but bro, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I thought about this hard, bro. It's only a handful. Of I, I saw, uh, you watch Pat McAfee? Yes. He went, Pat Mac, Uh, Pat wasn't in that day. And it was, a- AJ Hawk does the show with him, right? He's a frequent guest. And somebody says, hey, AJ, uh, have you ever heard thing like before? Yeah, you know, some, it all depends on what the office coordinator wants to do. Some, some uh, quarterbacks do the whole thing. Some um like center card protection. When I go to the line, right, I look at the front. Then I look at, then I, then I communicate to everybody. I had to get all this communicated in 30 fucking seconds and get the fucking ball snap. Some offenses, the center, they yell. They, the center's right there. They have to talk to the offensive lineman. That's the mic. This the front. This the damn protection. Here we fucking go. Because a lot of times, protections is tagged into the fucking play. So, you know, the center might tell the can okay, we do razor, 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 razor. Like, it's not a big deal, bro. Just because Tom Brady comes to the fucking line and Peyton Manning comes to the fucking line and says, holy shit, this is what the fuck we're doing. Those are just different tier quarterbacks.
1: Listen, nah, nah, I can't let that slide. I'm going to let it
0: Yes. The minute Sam Darnold says, oh,
1: shit, I was seeing ghosts. Now we got Ghostbuster Darnold now. that's That's him.
0: Now we got Ghostbuster Donald. The because minute said says- play, but his play reflected that Sam Darnold saw Ghost, and, and, and the, the thing, the reason why Sam Darnold with the Panthers because they used a fucking a high, it was a highlight tape of what like three games, three or four fucking games, and people just were well, you know, if he had such and such and such and such and such and such, he's gonna be all right. Cam Cam Newton has has never They've always assumed that he like I had somebody tell me can't their patron run a high school offense. There's think no such thing as running a high school office in the NFL. You can run elements of it. There's no such thing as running a high school office in the NFL. It, that doesn't make sense. I believe Cam Newton can read a fucking NFL defense. Oh, I believe I he think, can read an NFL defense as well.
1: But but I you know, just one, don't want to hear excuses. That's I not don't an excuse. Care. It is an excuse. It's not an excuse, bro. But I don't care if they never ask you to, to read a mic. The, the average person doesn't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Cam Newton. So why say it? We don't care whether it's you identified the mic or it's, not. You know, it's we hard to ID be a fucking mic. Care. It's hard to ID be the
0: fucking mic in the damn front. These fucking NFL defenses, these fucking regular fucking defenses, it's hard to ID be the fucking mic. It really is.
1: We she don't change. So by saying that, by saying that, how does that help the narrative that Mac Jones wasn't helping him with the playbook? We both agree that that's a lie, but him saying, Oh, I never had to do this before was him acknowledging that that was a hurdle or a barrier he had to overcome. Well, obviously other motherfuckers in the league is identifying the mics. I wouldn't let people know that that's something that I didn't have, you know, experience doing because I might have to go get another job. I might have to go talk to another offensive coordinator who's going to ask me, "Hey, do you have a problem with identifying the mic?" Now you got this soundbite out here, like, "Oh, well, that's not something I usually do."
0: If why did w- if why he if he did? But the thing about that is, even if he didn't say anything, they were going to dread They looked at, well, Rob Nickovich is a credible source. I believe him. You're pushing. I, I I just dismissed it. I just said, hey, I don't I idea mic. If you've coached football before, if you watch football, uh, sometimes the center idea mic. It's not a big thing. If you got other NFL players debunking that, it's not a big thing. Cam didn't even shit on the past like that. You, you it it just is just more bait. I don't think I don't think that will stop a team from signing Cam. What what I personally think was going is going to happen, and then we're gonna move forward from this. What I personally think is going to happen with Cam Newton is Cam is a backup. He said he doesn't have any problem being a backup. He's going to have to take a team with a strong head coach and a strong organization to say Cam is a backup. Who is is stronger than Bill Belichick? Who is not
1: for Bill? Who?
0: Bro! Bill does not handle distractions well wow. when has he ever had a distraction
1: how can you not make he had antonio brown on the roster and guess what he
0: did with antonio brown he didn't do shit robert Kraft did that robert Kraft told bill robert could have kept bill and they would have went deeper in the fucking playoffs he could have kept ab but you know why robert Kraft did that because I don't want fucking distraction. Even when Gronk was partying and drinking fucking beer and wilding the fuck out every goddamn night, you know why they didn't say pass? It, it, it give a fuck? Because Rob Gunkowski, he's one of us. He's the Patriot way. He's just having a little fun. They do not want, though. No, the Patriots never had ESPN talking about them every fucking day for two months. Bill Belichick is not used to that. You used to talk about the Patriots in a different light. You're not used to getting questioned all the time. Now, he let's didn't... be fair.
1: They weren't talking about the Patriots every day for two months because of Cam. They
0: were talking about the Patriots every two months because of Mac Jones. When they drafted Mac Jones, they were talking about it because certain people wanted Mac. It was a it was some people that thought Mac Jones did. Like, okay. Then it was certain people that just kept lighting that Mac Jones fire. And then when they saw Mac Jones do this, they said, Okay. Let's go with this. Let's make it happen. Let's manifest it. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick said, you know what? If I put Cam on the bench and Mac looks back, let's just be real, Pete. If Mac Jones go out there and throw three picks today, right?
1: They're going to wish they had
0: Cam. You got to get rid of that. Whatever you do. And and, and we said it on this podcast before, even though it, it will be released in 2026, well, how many times have you said that? You either got to make a decision, right? You got to make a decision. Either you're going to go with Mac or go with Cam, correct? Right? You can't go back, right? Right. So it made sense to let him go, in my opinion. Let him go. You can't turn back and look at Cam. You can't have players looking at Cam. You got to ride. If you're going to start Mac, you got to ride with fucking Mac. So you have to, I the Chiefs, the Bills, the Falcons, the um, – What's another fucking team? I thought about the I thought about the other day. Green Bay would have been perfect. But they got Jordan Love. The Raiders. It's certain teams that can handle this shit. The, the Raiders, cannot handle. The, the Raiders cannot handle the Raiders cannot handle Cam coming in.
1: Cam the can't Giants. handle Cam won't be able to withstand the New York media. That would be too much of a circus. That you're talking about distractions. The Boston media? New York media is tougher than Boston media. Boston media is more. Boston media is more. Racist. You said it. Yeah. But New York yes. media is. <laughs> New York media is never ending. Undying. It's always a story. Even if there's not a story. I mean. Yeah. I can won't survive in New York. Not because. Not because he. can Listen. If Cam Newton goes out and it plays a mediocre game and the, the Giants win, it's still talk about is he still the man for the job? because the, the narrative has already been created for Cam at this point.
0: Like Daniel Jones
1: Listen, it's not even about, it's not even about Daniel Jones. It's just about how the New York media feeds upon their star power.
0: Which, there's
1: a reason Derek Jeter moved the way Derek Jeter moved when he was in New York. There's a reason
0: he moved that way. Yes, but it. it I. I. It, it also, I'm gonna take it one more step further because we gotta move on. I'll take another step further. I believe somebody called Cam. I believe somebody called Cam and said, "Yo, man, uh, what's up? Uh, I ain't doing right now. I. I believe he's had some conversations." Oh, you think he got something in it?
1: He got, he got something in the. Chamber. I don't think he got he nothing, got nothing work, I, think
0: somebody, I don't think he got nothing I think somebody called him. I can see somebody called him. I don't see Cam getting signed week one. I think it's going to have to take an injury. I can see Cam sitting out the whole fucking year. But I think somebody called him.
1: Listen, if Cam sits out this year, his career is over with. We got this young class of young dudes coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a bunch of dudes that are starters right now that are going to be shifting around the backup roles that are going to be better media-friendly backups, right? Because that's the thing. Nobody ever heard Cam Newton say he didn't want to be a backup, right? He's always said there's not 32 quarterbacks better than me, but he's never said, I, don't, I won't be a backup. And then based on what you said, he came out and said he would be a backup, right? Yes. But the problem is, is you got this, this quarterback class that's coming in the 2021s. Uh, 2022 quarterback class, excuse me, has like three dudes in it, three or four dudes in it that could be potential starters next year, right? So that means there's three or four dudes that are starters right now that are going to be moving to backup roles. And then you're going to have a lot of shifting, a lot of, you know, retooling, uh, uh, a lot of, you know, old names that are popping up the new spot. If Cam doesn't land on a team right now, His career is – he might as well – the next video he
0: releases should be a retirement video. I I personally think that uh, he could be a good backup. And I really want Cam Newton on the Chiefs because I see him being a red zone threat. For the Kansas City Chiefs, and somebody like the enemy and Andy Reid, this is up their alley, and it makes so or, or the Bills; those are the two teams that make the most sense to me. Cam is not going to beat out Mahomes. He's not going to beat out Josh Allen. He, so then, why would he go back up there? He would just go there and disappear. Because they have two offensive coordinators. They have two strong head coaches. One offensive coordinator wants him. One deep one head coach has been familiar with him. You t- if your OC goes and leaves that team, hell, somebody said Tennessee. I don't think that'd be a bad look either. But when that when that team goes and, and when that coach goes to a new team, he's gonna need a bridge quarterback. Because the team they go to is gonna be bad. So either Cam could be a starter or he could be a backup, but his career is not done. That's my thing.
1: The best backups in the history, nobody knows about. Jim Sorgi, he backed Peyton Manning up his entire career. He's he's the favorite player on the team because he's the backup. He don't have to get in there and do nothing. Just hold a clipboard. Do, do, the, do the Tate Martell where you got the name, but you – listen, just to go back to college football for a little bit. UNLV played last night. They played against Arizona State. Tate Martell was the the Gatorade player of the year, high school player of the year in 2017. He was the third string quarterback last night. He didn't even have a helmet on. He was holding a clipboard. He had a yellow penny on. He wasn't getting in the game. They talked about him during the whole broadcast. They talked about him. They didn't talk about the backup quarterback until he got in the game and started making plays. Cam Newton's not ready for that life. That's not who Cam Newton is. I don't think that – I just don't – I don't see him accepting the backup role. He says he'll be a backup because that's what he has to say. I don't see him accepting that because I see – if you put him in Kansas City and you put him behind Pat Mahomes, you're saying he's a red zone threat, which means you want him to get in the game and play. You want You want him to get in the game and play. And you can't, you can't do that to uh, Pat Mahomes. Say,
0: say it again. You broke up.
1: Say it again. You oh, broke no. up. So I, w- I was saying backup quarterbacks are, you know, they're to be seen and not heard from. Yes. Cam Newton is not an individual who can be seen and not heard from. That's not his MO. That's not who he is. You can't put him behind Pat Mahomes. You can't put him behind Josh Allen, even though, you know. Yes, you can. Josh Allen should be having these same career backup conversations Cam Newton is, but that's another conversation for another day. Yes, um, you
0: can You can put him behind Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to tell you why you can put him behind Patrick Mahomes. Because you have an offensive coordinator like Eric Bieniemy that can figure it the fuck out. The, you're not going to play two quarterbacks in Kansas
1: City. There's no reason to have a two-quarterback system in Kansas
0: City. No no, 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 no. Here's the thing. You're thinking about you, – you, you're looking at this totally wrong. I'm telling you, you could put both of their asses on the field at the same goddamn time.
1: You can't. cam doesn't want to see that. Cam doesn't want to see that. You don't
0: know, bro. Here's the thing. I, I, I he, It ain't about what the hell Cam want to do. He, I think, I think he wants to go to. I think at this point in his career, if, just from looking at that video, he wants to go. The Patriots was his first real organization, organization, right? I think he's seen what that entails. I think his next move, if it ain't the Falcons, it's going to be someplace that win-wins. And then go from there. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But let, let's, let's move forward, man. Let's move forward. We'll We'll, we'll talk about Cam for hours. I will say this. I don't foresee any more Cam Newton talk unless he signs as a backup. Can we agree on that? I'm agreeing. Okay. No more Cam Newton talking until he, you know, because he, you know. You know it's bad, it's bad. Bad he, he, he It's a
1: bad drug. It it's a bad
0: drug. It's a bad drug, man. You just can't get it out your veins, man. You just can't get it out, man. You, you, you want to get clean. And here I am. Here I am talking about this nigga again. All right, uh picks for next week, man. Um I got a couple, man. Virginia Tech versus West Virginia. All right. Uh
1: VTech West Virginia. Give me West Virginia.
0: Um, I'm going to take vtech I I can see vtech losing this fucking game though.
1: I listen. You want to get up on me? You gotta. You gotta make the. You gotta. You gotta.
0: You know what? on the limb. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with V I I think Fuentes is playing for his job. I think V – They going to West Virginia though. I might lose this one. I'm going V-Tech. No,
1: that, that's, that's not Tech. That ain't no trip from, from Blacks from, from
0: Blacksburg to you know wherever West Virginia. I think is West V-Tech, Virginia. ain't no trip. I might I might have to switch this pick V Tech does not have good quarterback play. They're gonna run the ball. Fuck, fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck I'm going V Tech. Tech's gonna have to run this fucking football fifty fucking times. They they don't have good quarterback play. They have decent defense play. Defense. I'm going to West Virginia. Miami versus Michigan State. I'm going Michigan State. I don't believe in Miami.
1: Yeah, give me Michigan State as well. Um, black head coach Mel Tucker. Um, yeah. Also, okay. Miami is Miami is terrible. So
0: yeah, my my Miami. I I think I think uh, once they lose to Michigan State. This is the beginning of the end for Manny Diaz because Michael Irvin is on first take now, and he's going to raise holy hell every Monday. And it's just going to make that seat hotter and hotter and piss more and more Miami fans off. That's uh, that's what I think is about to happen. Um, Notre Dame versus Purdue. Ah... Something Something
1: is telling me me to go Purdue. Uh, And it's not because they got, it's not because Plummer, the quarterback, is from Arizona. Uh, um, Something is telling me to go Purdue, but I'm going to go Notre Dame because I just can't. you know, it's going to be a significant win for Notre Dame. It's going to be win 105. You keep on playing with
0: that fucking grill, man. You keep on listen, playing with not, that fucking open honestly, fucking fire.
1: Brian, Brian Kelly is going to surpass Newt Rodney as the most winningest coach in Notre Dame history. That game is significant. It's going to come against an in-state opponent, and everybody knows what Notre Dame means to Indiana football. I just can't foresee Notre Dame not being prepared for this game.
0: Even if uh, Notre Dame has been living on the wild side the last two weeks, even
1: if I think this is the, I think this is the, the call to call to arms. This is yeah, Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame over Purdue. Okay,
0: I'm going to st- I'm going to go Notre Dame too. My gut was telling me Purdue, but I can't. I can't afford no more L's.
1: Something is telling me Purdue,
0: but I'm just—I just feel like Notre Dame. Hold on, hold on. Let me me see if this. Let me see if Notre Dame is at home. No, let me see.
1: Let me see. I don't think it's at
0: home. Oh, it's at Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. All right. Auburn versus your man, James Franklin. This is the type of game where you get the monkey off your back, James Franklin. What are you going to do, Pete? I'm going with Auburn. Listen, I'm going.
1: I'm with my guy, Ryder. You with your guy? Franklin. I'm taking James Franklin. The Big Ten's about to make a statement. Listen, man. The SEC in these interconference. you know, sands for Georgia on a big win. The SEC's been looking shaky in these interconference games. They've been looking so you, shaky. You, 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 I mean, you, like, your, you you beating your Colorado, chest Colorado almost not Texas A&M out the frame last night. The SEC has not been traveling well to these other conferences. Auburn going
0: to Penn State, seven thirty game night game. Scary hours, man.
1: Listen, man, I got you. Penn you you,
0: you want to put it, you want to, you want, you, this is the one you want to hang your hat on.
1: This is, this is it right here, man. This is it. The James, okay. listen, I think again, in, in other unreleased episodes that will, we'll see the light of day at some point. We'll backlog all this stuff and y'all can go back and listen to it. I had James Franklin as a top 10 coach in the entire NCAA Division of football. Okay. He's a top 10, he's top 10.
0: I expect victory from James Franklin. Okay. I'm going to Auburn. I'm going to Auburn. Somebody needs a signature win. Somebody needs a win going forward. James Franklin to win badly. The Auburn coach needs a win to keep his to keep pace in this SEC West. Okay. Um Florida versus Bama. I know Alabama's going. I'm not going to do that. Alabama's going to create Florida. So no, we're not. We're going to leave that one off the board. Yes. Yeah, your last one: UNC versus UVA. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Let me hear your pick first. I don't. I don't know which way I want to go yet. The, the, I I got residual. Ah. Uh,
0: yeah. Who you got? Who, let me hear you go. All right. Who you got? So. UVA is decent. They got an experienced quarterback. They got a six-foot-eight wide receiver. They got a run game. They got Bronco Mendenhall. Right. Let me see what the game is at. Gotta see what the game is at. It's at Chapel Hill. Um, I think Chapel Hill will will win. And I'm going to tell you why. But I would not be shocked. But, uh, oh, wow. I think Virginia has everything to come into Chapel Hill and win. They have every single thing needed to go in Chapel Hill and win. You know what, fuck, I'm going to Virginia. I think Virginia has everything they need to go in Chapel Hill and win. I think Sam Howe is going to have to have a Jordan in the garden, a LeBron in fucking... Boston type game to beat Virginia because UNC's defense is just is not good enough. But I think UNC will be motivated to win this game because they cannot start the season one and two. Because once they start the season one and two, all hell is gonna break loose. All hell is gonna break loose. They're gonna start questioning Mac Brown. They're gonna start questioning how it's gonna get very, very uncomfortable in there. Um and I think they can't afford that. So I I think UNC is gonna come. UNC should win this game, but I'm going Virginia.
1: Mm, Well, I'm gonna go UNC just to be opposite of you so I can stay up on the boards. But let me be honest, let me be completely honest. Virginia's gonna win this game. I think
0: Virginia's gonna win this game. Virginia has gonna
1: gonna win win the game. Virginia has a running game. Virginia has a decent of enough passing game. Uh, And as you say,
0: UNC's defense is looking all but horrible. Um, UNC defense is – you know what it is? This is what it is. Matt Brown has done a stellar job recruiting, right? An outstanding job recruiting. Defensively, he's recruited so many young, great players. It's just you got to – he does not have any vets on that defense and he does not have any impact players on that defense so he got so he so it's just kind of like when howell has gone i say in about two years that defense is going to be very very good but i don't think they're going to have the quarterback play you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. that's what it is it's just like you got all these You're playing all these freshmen and and, red shirt freshmen and sophomores. You don't have a season two year star that can go make a fucking play. You have a couple, but you don't have like the guy. And I think, you know, UNC's, I mean, UVA's is going to bully the shit out of UNC. Cool.
1: Word. No, I got. I have no faith in UNC, so um, I'm only purely picking the Virginia win. To be competitive in my own personal life, I got to get one up, but I fully expect Virginia to go in into Chapel Hill. And just – I don't want to say dominate, but I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a game that goes back and forth. I think it's going to be one team jumps out and just kind of – Handily holds on to that lead throughout the remainder of the game. Kind of like what Oregon
0: did to Ohio State yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man, we got to do HBCU. Hold on. Got to do HBCU. Got to show love. Um, Jesus. I really don't see much of shit. I don't want to pick Jackson State again. Although Jackson
1: Uh-oh. State. Jackson State like Shador finally settling in. Hey, hey. hey. And if, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about Deion Sanders and we're going to talk about his kids coming to play, we have to talk about Shiloh Sanders. Shiloh Sanders is looking like it. He's looking like a mid-round NFL draft pick right now.
0: He really
1: shy silo Sanders is looking like a he's looking like a draftable player. Um, and, and that's not hype. That's not hype because he's Deion That's looking at the film, looking at him being a leader on the defense, looking at him hit sticking every single thing he
0: sees yes. in sight. Yes, yes.
1: That is true. He's making timely plays on balls. He sees the field well, he's covering sideline to sideline. Um and and he's bringing that funk. He's bringing that funk. So um he is definitely not his father when it comes to how they look at the defensive back position because Shiloh Sanders will knock your block off.
0: I agree. Um, I I guess I don't have an HBCU this week. I got I got I'm gonna have two next week. Um, I think that Jackson State – You know what? Jackson plays plays a Louisiana Ramo uh, Monroe. Um I got Jackson State winning. I think this is a signature win Dion needs. This is this is a this is their test, right? They're punching up a little bit on this one, right? Yeah, yeah. This is that you beat them, then you gotta have different conversations. And I'm rooting for Dion because I feel like Dion is opening doors. You know what? Let me, let me say this before we get out. Man, I was talking to my man, my uh, my man, uh, former head coach yesterday. How many HBC games have you watched on ESPN? Uh, for me personally, since last spring. Yes. Sh-
1: more than more than the Jackson State one. I, I, I watched. I watched more than the Jackson State ones.
0: Um, man, he made, he made a point to me, and, and, and we're gonna wrap it up. All right. The commentary for HBCU games have been trash.
1: Well, oh, they got always...
0: HBCU people doing HBCU games. No, 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 they're not, they're really not. They're really not. They're really not. They just got whoever black. This got whoever the hell's black. Like you're, you're black. Come on. And this is how this is how I know the commentary is trash. I've I've heard the commentary for CIAA games you know, on, on, on networks. And they're totally different from the commentary on ESPN. And for those you who don't know, the CIAA is, you know, uh, you know, like, what's some states, Fayetteville states, Elizabeth City, you know, you got to be really in HBCO football. They commentate the game like it's ESPN, like Herb Street. Such and such, you got to run this pass, you need to run this play over the defense. Bing, bang, boom, right? You go look at these games, ESPN, they're talking about nothing for your buck. They're talking about such as Deion States fly. I, 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 yeah, they got the people from the undefeated calling a game. they yeah, they trying right. to give us the black
1: experience. And realistically, all we really want you to do is call it the way every other game is being called. I don't listen. If we want HBCUs to take a step forward, I'm probably going to get killed for saying this. Black folks, we got to leave the marching band talk behind. Sports fans do not give a fuck about the marching yeah, band. That's true. We don't care about the marching
0: band or you the can play the, the marching band. If you can play the halftime show. Play the halftime show. I got no problem with that. Get some analysis. Play the band. Let the band play. Don't got no problem with that because that is ingrained in HBCU culture. Fine, cool, but get to the football. The, the let's talk about the football is holding us back from getting looked at on a holistic stage in my opinion
1: so yeah so no we we're gonna need to continue to have dion winning if we want to get to the stage where we're getting the games called and it's about the football and it's not about the tradition i know we want to you know push black history forward and black culture we want to you know put a stamp on it because you broke up again i'm good i'm good now Right, but, but I just edited that out. I edited that shit out.
0: Yeah. Hey man, uh football and bullshit. Uh appreciate y'all for listening. We'll be back next week.